Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, you are all Braves today. Rarely do you represent your team all in one uniform. I didn't even really think about that, but okay. I didn't think about it either until I yeah. looked at you. You're all A's today. Oh, all A's. Well, I hope that means straight A's in school, I suppose. Um, yeah. That was a solid comeback. <laughs> I mean, I... Wow. We're off to a roaring start. What do you mean? So, was that not a good comeback? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be judging your, your comedy. But you're all A's I, today. I, do you have, do you have uh, baseball pants on, too? I haven't seen no, what you look like wearing, from the bottom down. I'm just wearing shorts, uh, oh, okay. a pair of Nike shorts. Literally, the only thing that I thought about was... When I, le- I I walked down here about a mile and uh, three quarters or so to walk, and I literally I looked at the temperature and it said sixty four degrees. So I thought, okay, shorts and a light jacket, and a hat to keep the sun out of my eyes. That's it. And you were thinking, do I have any sports paraphernalia in my closet that I could wear? No, not really. You have tons of stuff. How yeah, many- but I, I'm doing laundry today. So I've got a lot of stuff that's being washed. Mm. I might have worn something else. I might have worn that black quarter zip jacket that I often wear, but it is currently uh, it, it's currently hanging on it's currently it's currently hanging on a drying rack. Mm. So I didn't have that. I don't use a drying rack. I use a dryer. I use a dryer for certain things, but a lot of things I a lot of my clothes I never throw in the dryer. Like what? Or maybe not uh, polo shirts, sweat shirts, uh, pants. I'm usually, uh, if I throw them in the dryer for like 10 minutes to kind of soften them up, fluff them up and all that, that's it. Yeah. Get the creases out. Yeah. Well, my clothes last a lot longer than they did before. Right. I'm, I just buy new clothes. I'm, I'm cheap. I can, I can afford it. I buy lots of new clothes all the time, constantly. Isn't it a better use of resources to make use of what you've got? Like this jacket. No, I'd I, rather just spend the money. I had now, I mean, the, the shorts are fairly new, but, uh. This jacket I've had for um, this jacket I've had for six years. It looks it. Really? No, time not for the lead. <laughs> the lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Before we move on, <laughs> the colors on this jacket. Here we go. Here we go. The colors on this jacket are pretty vibrant, right? They it looks fantastic. Fantastic on you. They're bright red and navy blue. It's because it's never because it has never done a full cycle in the dryer. You know, what I think you should do what? I think your your final day is going to be May thirteenth, as Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth, <laughs> as a remembrance of Danny and Alex and AJ and me. You should buy us something. That reminds us of you, of one of your favorite teams, so we can wear it. Well, I've I already bought something. I haven't brought it in, but it's not of a favorite team. It's 
cut little things from when I was you, down in Florida. Did so. you give it to Danny, AJ, and Alex? No, I've got so him it's sitting, sitting at your house. Yeah, that's too late now. Nobody wants that. What do you mean? No, it, it, I'll, it, give, it's I'll bring it on the final day. Then that, then I'm the final day. Then I'm giving something. I don't have to buy something else. You didn't know you were leaving when you bought it. Now suddenly it's a going away present. That's like regifting. But I didn't gift it in the first place, so it's not regifting. It's a first time gift. I don't want it anymore. I want to. I want now to, he doesn't I, have to let us. Uh, he doesn't have to listen to us complain about whatever it is that he gets us. Well, I'll complain, but he doesn't have to hear it. Oh, unless I'm, he I'm this, clo- I'm this clo- Hey, I'm this close to going all Judge Schmills. You'll get nothing and like it. That's fine. <laughs> I, w- I think you should get me like a man, man, you know, Man City hat or or something like that, so I can remember you by it. Uh, I'm not getting you anything. But I think you should get me something. Why? Yeah. All right. Avalanche game tonight. Game two, Connor Ingram. He replaced David Riddish during the opening period of game one, in which that guy got shelled and shell-shocked. So Ingram's going to start in goal for game two. Played well in relief. Only gave up a couple of goals in the final 45 minutes. You expect more of the same tonight from Ingram, meaning he kind of keeps it under control? No. I think... uh, there's limited there's limited NHL level um work of his to study. He literally you mean all four games yeah, including last, that, the last one. Yeah, last thing last game was his fourth. He and again, limited sample size, former uh, Cam Loops Blazer, twenty five years old, ex lightning draft pick, by the way. But he wasn't gonna play down there <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um I mean he, he didn't have a great rookie, a great brief rookie season. I don't think he's going to get shelled, but I don't think he's going to. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to do particularly well either. I'll put it to you this way: If Connor Ingram starts the next three games, or potentially the next six, mm-hmm. and if he starts six games and wins, I'm not going to put it up there with the greatest upsets in sports history like the U.S. hockey team, but there's a reason why this guy has played a total of three games in the regular season, fill in in the playoffs. There's a reason for that. And it would be against the highest scoring team in the league. I mean, most of his work this year was in the AHL and correct with the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm sure his teammates will rally around him, but at the end of the day, you can only do so much as defensemen and forwards to help out your goalie because eventually they get put on an island. Yeah. So with that, uh, we'll start well, it off. If we called him baseball, you know what he'd be? He'd be the, you know, they call the 4A player. Okay. Probably too good for AAA, but they kind of bounce back and forth. Right. Like, He's like a journeyman. In AAA, they're a star. Right. You get to you get to the majors, they're, they're fringe. And that's what Ingram is. He's a very good High-level minor league goalie right. th- at this point, but that's all. Right. What do the Avs need to do to win this game tonight? Or is it just simply more of the same, or let's be more specific? It's more of the, it's, it's more of the same. I think uh, kind of the, it's, they, they are so overpowering right now. It's only one game. I know, I know. They were overpowering in one game against Vegas. They were, but... Uh, Mark Andre Fleury isn't coming in to save the Predators this time. Connor Ingram is. Yes, and I don't think he's going to save the Predators. Right. I think this is. Um, you don't. I think the thing you need to do is don't give them reason to hope. 
Uh, give me like, sp- give me here. No, that's that's my specific thing. Okay. You know what? You, if if you go if you end the first period scoreless or one one, that's a win for Nashville. Even I, I, though the score will say tied, it's a win for Nashville because you're 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 giving them cause to get back on their feet. Don't let them back. on I their am feet. going to compliment you, but you're going to think it's not a compliment. I've been listening to sports talk radio all day. And my compliment will come out first. You know hockey. You are known as a football guy, but you certainly know your hockey, you know your baseball, and you know your basketball. You understand all four sports really well. That's a compliment to you. But But what I heard today on Sports Talk Radio from a lot of former football players on the air, and I'll just leave it at that, Mm -hmm. they were talking in those same generalities. You know why? They have no idea what they're talking about. So they're trying to compare football. Well, I, no, no, I, it's, I, not, it's I didn't, not you. I didn't watch game one. No, no, well, there you go. Well, at least you're honest about it. I, 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 I honestly, because and here's part of the reason. I was watching Penn's Rangers, right? Okay. Oh, ESPNU? Well, no, I that? didn't realize, but it was, I thought, okay, I'll flip over. Right. It's 5 nothing so fast. And right. you overtime hockey, you're sucked in. Okay. So well, that, me, okay, that that's is okay. That is my. I, I that's an excuse. It's a terrible excuse. It's okay. But I watch. I, I think, and you know what? I'm probably not the only only person who, even if they had the choice in this market, watch Penn. So allow me to do Penn's this. Rangers. Allow me to do this for you. For the first time since we've been doing the show for over two years, allow me to carry you for this segment. For the first time, because you actually in over two and a half because years. you actually turned the channel. Well, I turned the channel. And it bothers me when people criticize radio guys for not knowing hockey. I was the Buffalo Sabres beat guy. I did the pre and post game shows for the Blackhawks. And I was the pre and post game host for the Florida Panthers. Okay, genius. What should I they understand do? hockey. Okay, genius, for Nashville, it's going to be all about their forecheck. They're a, they are a physical team. And that's the way they've been all season. They have to put pressure on their forecheck to keep the puck out of their zone and in the av zone, and they did not do that at all. Hockey guy in the really, opening game. Hockey guy listening out there really appreciates that breakdown. That's what they didn't do well, and that's what they've been doing well all season. Well, no, I'm just saying that they're people. Well, I tell you what, like ho- hockey, 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 get the hockey guy is like the gatekeeper of hockey, right? Yeah, of hockey fandom. Like, oh, if you haven't been talking about them all year, don't talk about them in the play. No, no, okay, that's fine. Yeah. The other thing on the flip side for the for the avs. They need to get about 35 to 40 shots on goal. They don't have to put them all in. But if they have 35 to 40 shots on goal, that means the puck is not in their own end. They also need to do what they do. It also means you're making the young guy work. That's right. But here's the other thing. They also need to do what they did in game one. And for the most part, they kept their composure, meaning Kadri could have been drawn into a fight or done something stupid. That part I saw. Right. Yeah. Landeskog can be drawn into that stuff. McKinnon is a lot like Jokic. All you have to do is get under his skin, and this guy's going to be slashing at your ankles. Don't let them get under your skin because that's what the Western Conference playoffs are going to be. There isn't enough talent in the Western Conference to knock off the abs. But what those other teams have is that fly at the barbecue mentality. We just want to bother you until you slap around and flail around long enough, and then your hand hits the vase and it crashes on the ground. The Avs are the more talented team, but 
Nashville tonight will try and emphasize their forecheck again. That's how they won games. And it's really that simple. Is it enough to overcome the skill of the Avs, though? Well, the problem is the Avs move the puck so fast and so quickly, and they are so tape to tape. It's hard to control that when you have such a fast team that's a really good passing team. Bang, bang, the puck is out of their zone because they're so fast and they pass so well. And before you know it, two or three passes at your own blue line and suddenly you're beyond their blue line and you have another scoring opportunity. That's why the apps are so dangerous. There's a great saying in hockey. You can't hit what you can't catch. But when you have the avalanche trying to dig a puck out of a corner to try and clear it, and you slam the hell out of them into the boards, and that puck squirts the other way, and you can find a way to keep the puck in the zone, that's the only way they're going to... And it's all about the forecheck, because they are a bigger team, and they are a more physical team, and that's how they've won games this season. And that's what they need to get back to. And if they don't, they're dead. Slightly above, slightly above, five hundred, as it were, in terms of winning games. I mean, this, you know, they they've done it well, but they don't do it as well as, for example, Carolina, over in the. Well, East. one team's a three seed, another right. team is an eight seed. Well, that's what I, that's and that's what I'm saying. I mean, frankly, if the Avs, let me just put if it the Avs do what they should do. This isn't a, this is not an interesting series. That's how they got into the playoffs. And we look. I know playoff hockey is different. And oh, by I've the said way, that many times. By the way, if you're going to p- put a bullseye on anybody's back, put it against, put it on the guy that everybody hates in the building. Matt Duchesne scored the only two goals, and before that, he scored three goals against the Avs in the regular season. He's the only guy you really have to worry about scoring. Just take him out of the play. That's famous last words. What do you mean? But the only guy you only have to worry about one guy scoring. You don't. You do yeah. with them. He's their scorer. He's also selfish, and that's why he's gone. There's a whole, I could tell you a whole bunch of things about Matt Duchesne on why he should not be with the Avalanche. And he's not, thank goodness, because the trade that they made for Duchesne netted a lot of pretty good players. Coming up after the break, the Broncos are up for sale. Did you hear that? That's a rumor. Well, there's somebody who is very interested in being part of an ownership team, and you know his name really well. You want this guy part of an ownership team? I'll tell you right now, I don't. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. What's up? Why why chocolate? Well, because we were, just as you came back, uh, right before we came back from the break, we were talking about the name of one of the uh, potential Broncos owners. Rob Walton. Rob Walton. Samuel Robson Walton is his name. And you Robson. Were, you're like, you're, you're like, what's up with that? Like, you you think what's the deal with Robson? And you're you're saying like the parents kind of punished him with that name. Like, why we should give a name? Y- Robson? You said what's wrong with Robson? I said what's right with Robson? It's well, it it's his mother's Robson. Ma- it's his mother's maiden name. So, like I said, it was probably a family name. My middle name is my mom's maiden name. What is it? Trevi. 
Wow. See, I'm glad I'm not telling you that until now. Um, I yeah. think you've shared that before. Oh, okay. Trevi. T-R-E-V-E-Y. It's my mom's maiden name. I'm going to start calling you Trevi. Please don't. Just for two weeks. Can I do it for two weeks? No. Absolutely, absolutely How not. How about T-Bone? No. T-Dog? T-Money? Trevi Denver has a nice ring to it. For Tre- if you ever are looking oh. to tr- change up your uh, oh. Twitter name. I Trevi Mason. I can't because if you change your handle, you lose your blue check mark. I wish I really? knew what that was Interesting. like. I can't, you know, I don't want to lose that. So, I mean, I could, you know, even though. Trevi. Yeah. Even, even though, uh, you wow. know, I'll spend part of my year somewhere else, I'll be, uh, I still have to keep Mace Denver. So, you know, it is what it is. You want to move on, Trev? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this, this started as me, as, as me saying you shouldn't make fun of Rob Walton. You name. gave up the goods. I asked you, and well, you I'm told saying, me. I can relate, you know that's I can, a mistake. I can relate to Rob Wal- to Rob Walton. Uh, he got his middle name in the same way that I got my middle name. What's his first name? Samuel. Why don't you just call him Sam? Because his dad was Sam. So what? There, there are lots of juniors out there. Chris Harris Jr. But he's not junior because his his dad's his dad's full name was um was Samuel Moore Walton, mm-hmm. and he's Samuel Robson Walton. So he can't be a junior. He can't be a second. It's got a lot of therapy all over that. Not even knowing what your own name is. Your middle name is your name, but it's not really your name. Now think about that for a second. Well, a lot of people do that. I mean, who? You remember uh, the, the late the late uh, financier and um, and uh, an yeah, Oklahoma him. State booster T Boone Pickens, right? Yeah. He went by Boone, not whatever the T stood for. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some people like their middle name better as uh, to go by. It happens. I'd be willing to bet he really didn't have a choice. They started calling him Rob when he was younger. And it just stuck, I And guess. it just stuck. The only reason, it's an old joke, the only reason to have a middle name is, the only time you hear your middle name is when your parents are upset with you. Yeah. Did you ever hear Andrew Trevi? Oh, yes. Oh, my but God. But it was Andrew Trevi Mason. Yeah. What's that? Andrew Trevi Mason, yes. Trevi. Huh. Wow. I, I can't. I, right, time. <laughs> I really hope you'll forget that. Oh, I won't. Time now for the buzz. (laughs) The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Wait till Twitter gets a load of your middle name. You better not. See, I just looked at Danny. I said, watch this. I knew I'd get that reaction. You know, the, you're the, like a wind up doll. Here's the thing about crank, crank. Here's the you thing better about, not. Let me explain. Let me finish. <laughs> the thing is, and why I empathize with it, and it's not that I'm not proud of the name, but here's the deal: when you're a kid, yeah. you don't want to have to explain your name, right? Right. And I had to explain that name, like Trevi. What's that? And so I hated the reaction other people had to it. So I didn't really, you know, that's that. You know, I you didn't you don't appreciate when you get older, but when you're young, it stinks. And no. probably, and you know, and probably uh, there were kids that were like Robson. What's that? You know, and I mean, I don't know if anybody named Robson. Do you, Robson? Yeah. Do you know anybody named Robson? Like with the last name Robson? I mean, can you, can Bobby you, Bobby and Brian Robson of English soccer fame? This is how you know that your name is not common. You go to a place like Ocean City, Maryland, and you walk into one of the gift shops, and they have keychains. Of every name on the planet, yes, and you can't find yours. Yeah, the, the Simpsons did a joke about that once. 
Bart went into the shop at Itchy and Scratchy Land and was looking for Itchy like and a, Scratchy Land. Yeah, like you know, I've never seen that show. You love that show. Oh, I do love that show. But so he he he's trying to find Bart. The license plate says Bart, like Barclay Bert. He can't find Bart, but he finds Bort. Bort. And I'd never heard of the name Bort, and that was that that was the joke. But every time I hear Blake Bortles, I think of Bort. Hmm. I'm guessing I know the answer to this. <clears throat> you are more of a Simpsons fan than a Family Guy fan. Yes. Danny, are you more of a Simpsons fan? Family Guy. Oh, is is there kind of like a distinction you have to be one or the other? I don't think so. There shouldn't be. I'm more of a Family Guy guy. But it's only really because I lived in Rhode Island for a couple years. So I feel some sort of connection there because they're in Rhode Island. Hmm. I never really watched many of those shows. I don't know why. Maybe it's generational, I guess. I don't I mean, Simpsons first came on when I was in, started when I was in middle school, continued through high school. And, uh, you know, Danny's a, a generation younger than... So I imagine Family Guy would resonate a little bit more. Even though both shows are still on, I think you could probably say in both cases their prime is long since past. I think that's how you know if you're single that you're dating someone who's way too young for you. When they can't stop talking about how much they loved the show iCarly or Drake and Josh. That's how you know you shouldn't be dating that person. I couldn't tell you the first thing about either of them. Well, my kids watched them growing up. Okay. But it's a generational thing. Right. Well, oh, here. Here's one. If you're dating, from a guy's point of view, if you're dating a woman and you're in your mid to late 40s and they loved the show Saved by the Bell, you're way too old for that person. As I said to somebody, I mean, that's definitely like that. That definitely is a show that resonate with my generation. I said to yeah. somebody who's close to my age, yeah, who likes to date people much younger than her. Mm-hmm. I said, "This is how you should think about it. You should not date anybody who was born before the Reagan administration. Okay, just do it by presidents if you have to." If you when if you're dating somebody and they were born during Obama's first term and you're in your 40s, you've then made you're a, a pedophile. Seri- you've made a serious miscalculation. Well, you're Obama didn't become president until January of 09, so you are if that is the case you are right. literally Good a pedophile. Point. Okay. I, maybe maybe rewind that. How about, how about the, the, first the first term of George W. First Bush? George George W. Bush. Term. Yeah. That's fair. I did say that to that person. I said, "Listen, and I use the Reagan administration as an example because she is in her late 40s and she was going out with somebody who's 25. And I said, I don't think. Really? Are they, are they happy? They're not together. Okay. Age is just a number. Were they happy? They really no. no. Okay. I mean, look, if they're ha- if a cut, if they're happy and they're both adults, who cares? I think, yeah, I think There's those happy and consenting adults do. Do, do your thing. Those, those yeah. relationships can work. But at the end of the day, if I'm going to go on a date with somebody, I'm certainly not because I'm engaged. But if the first you'll thing. You'll go on a date with your fiance. What's that? So you'll go on a date with your That's fiance. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, if all you have in common with somebody is coloring in Legos, you're not off to a good start. 
coloring in Legos. Yeah. That's how I refer to somebody much younger. Well, I mean, what do you possibly talk about? Well, somebody who's 25. I'm talking about living in I'm the talking moment. about somebody in their mid 40s and somebody in their mid to early 20s. You talk about what's going on in the world today. I mean, you talk about politics, news, you talk I mean, if they're in the sports, you talk there's there's plenty of stuff that is in the moment that you can talk about. It doesn't have to be from 15 or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. You know, you know the phrase that music is the soundtrack of your life. Yes. And there's a song that you remember from high school and they've never even heard of it. It's not that it's a turnoff, but it's like, I can't relate. I mean, you can have that with like friends as well, like younger friends as well. Right. I mean, if, if you're around people that are 15 or 20 years younger and you uh, you drop a reference to like National Lampoon's Vacation. Right. Or Fletch. Right. Like I, and they I, don't I, understand it. I love the movie Fletch. Right. And, and in fact, you know, of course, Chevy Chase plays a journalist, right? Yeah. Um, coming through college, a bunch of us that were studying to be in media, whatever, right? It yeah. was, uh, if that came on TNT or TBS or something, you know, everybody stopped to watch it. Nobody, nobody that much younger would, because you know, first right. of all, but right, the, the, but the, nowadays, the, if I make a if I make right. a flex reference, right. and it's not to people in my peer group or older, you get a bunch of odd stares. Right, like my daughter who's thirteen. If I turn on an older movie, she doesn't like it immediately because the film looks grainy. If you go out with a girl or a guy, depending on your age, and they find and they're quoting the movie Ratatouille, and you are in your mid to late forties. I don't feel good about your uh, your relationship moving forward. This is probably a great conversation for, our, for the woman who does the show on Friday night. She might want to have both, both Trevi and I on the show. Please don't. She's actually on Wednesdays now. Wednesdays now. Because Friday nights are too popping. She's got to be out and about on the town on Fridays. She's got to be working the scene to have material yep. for Wednesday night. Yep. Got Definitely. You. All right. Coming up after the break, there is a big star who's interested in being part of the Broncos ownership group. Who is it? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Do you remember uh, the film When Harry Met Sally? I remember that movie well. Okay, now it came out in 1989. Of course, talking about like dating somebody younger. I'll have what she's having. Right, but... Uh, Billy Crystal's character references uh, dating a younger woman, and then, and at this point, he's a the character is is about uh, early mid thirties, right? Right. Because the movie's set in nineteen eighty nine, and he says, uh, "Why well, uh, is she young?" Well, when I asked her, when I, I asked her where she was when Candy was shot, she said, "Ted Candy was shot." <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon, nobody named Sheldon makes good luck. Sheldon can do your Sheldon, income taxes. Sheldon does your taxes. Sheldon gives you root canal. You don't say, oh, Sheldon. Oh, Sheldon, ride me, Sheldon. You don't say anything like that. You don't say that. Shell? Right. <laughs> Shell. All right, time anyway. now for what's trending. 
What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Front Office Sports is reporting Magic Johnson has joined Josh Harris and his ownership group to buy the Broncos. Harris is currently owner of the 76ers. How much star appeal, in your opinion, does it have for maybe him becoming part of this ownership group? Well, the fiduciary responsibility of the trust to sell the highest bidder means it's not going to move the needle one way. No, but I'm saying other. as a fan, do you like the fact that Magic Johnson could be a part owner? Remember, he put in $50 million for the Dodgers. So it's not like he's a minor, minor, minor partner. I mean, I think that was like, what, about 2% of the purchase price or something like that? Yeah, but fifty okay. million is a lot of and money. And he was the and he was he was the face of the ownership group. That's right. He actually still is. Right. And uh, very much involved uh, with the Lakers over the years as well. Mm-hmm. Some you know there have been some successive successes. There have been times it hasn't gone well. I've watched Winning Time. I heard Magic's involved with the Lakers. No, no kidding. But I mean, after I'm talking about after his playing career. Boom, boom. Um, Come on, Danny. I like the idea of Magic Johnson being involved because it's somebody who actually has experience navigating the waters of pro sports on a front-facing management level, and somebody who has a lot of who's had a lot of business success. That to me is the appeal, not the name. The fact that somebody who should know the territory pretty well. He's a very successful business guy. No reasonable person would argue that. But he's not running anything. Josh Harris, Josh is, Harris who runs is the, the guy who's running the, the team. The Sixers and Devils. Right. Okay. He's the guy running the team. I'm not a big fan. I'm a big fan of Magic Johnson as the basketball player. You know, what he did You know, when he was married, that's a whole other topic. But I'm not that crazy. I'm not, I wouldn't be as crazy about Magic Johnson as everybody else, and here's the reason why. He's an L.A. guy. He's That's not, the second time I've heard that today. But this is my reason why. He's not invested in Colorado. He's not invested in Denver. He might he'll show up for some games. But he's but he's a he's a Laker guy. He's a Dodger guy. He's entrenched in LA. He's associated with that. Him walking on the field at whatever the name of the stadium is going to be called when it's newly built, but in Power Field for right now. That doesn't do anything for me. When I see Magic Johnson in one of the suites at Dodger Stadium, yeah, that, that speaks to me. But, he, but he's not a Denver guy at all. Elway is a Denver guy, and that's very different, and I understand it. But it just doesn't feel right to me. It's kind of like Larry Bird being part of the Broncos ownership group or Michael Jordan being part of the ownership group. I understand that you have a big name. I get that. Let's say Jay-Z got involved. He's a New York guy. I want, in a perfect world, what Pat Bolin had here, a business that was a family-run business that was all about this community. And Magic Johnson, even if he becomes part of this ownership group, I don't envision. I could be wrong. Well, I don't think Josh Harris is suddenly going to become a Colorado guy either. No, I understand. He's I under- based out of New York, but he's not. But he's not the face. Of the, he's the owner, but he's and he'd not be providing most of the money. He's he's the owner, and usually owners live in the shadows. 
Okay. But if we're talking about the face of the franchise, it's kind of like a carpetbagger to me. He's not a, he, he's not Denver Broncos football. And that's how he would be portraying himself. Josh Harris is a businessman, but he'd be the primary, he'd be the managing owner. It'd be his show. And, and I, I don't have a problem with that. Somebody being from out of town, but when your face of the franchise is so heavily associated with L.A., and it, it's not about L.A., it could be Chicago, it could be Miami. How do we know he'd be the face? Maybe he's just an investor. Like he's like he among Magic Johnson's investments is he is, he has a share of the Los Angeles Football Club soccer team in Major League Soccer. No, I understand that, but he's not the. I mean, you, you see more of Will Ferrell out front there than Magic Johnson. I'll put it to you like this. If he is part of this ownership group, wherever he goes, cameras will be following. Using a TV term, he will be part of every single cutaway during a highlight reel. If he is in a box, CBS, Fox, NBC will show a shot of Magic Johnson. To me, when I look at Magic Johnson, he does not and he never will represent the Denver Broncos. Josh Harris as the owner would because he's the owner. Stan Kroenke's from Missouri. So I get it. But he's not the face. They're not going to be cameras trailing around Josh Harris. Then I think maybe what you want, if it's if it's about Colorado. So it doesn't mean if, much if to me. If the ideal thing is someone for whom Colorado means something, you probably want Rob Walton, who's lived here, who has a son who lives here. There we go. Right? He probably has 20 homes in Aspen hey, I, and 15 he, in Vail. He does have a, does, I believe he does have a home. I'm sure Aspen he or, does. Or Vail. And it's not about, right. it's not about, but he, he has at least some Colorado connections, right? You can, you can see Rob Walton and his part of the Walton family saying, you know, we're digging in. Colorado's are going to be our, our base. We're all about Colorado and Denver with this team. Even if it was Jeff Bezos, which it would not be. He's no. not a Denver guy. He's not a Colorado guy, and I understand that. But he's a he's known for business. Magic Johnson is a celebrity. Jeff Bezos, for his wealth, is still not at the level of celebrity. I get that he is to an extent, but not to the level of Magic Johnson. When Pat Bolin was in the box for every game, there weren't cutaways of him during the game. There won't be cutaways of Josh Harris. There were there cutaways be... when he went to the sideline and was wearing the fur coat. Well, at the you end bring of... you a little attention upon at yourself the, when at, you're wearing the fur coat. At the end of the game, like, when he was on the sideline at the end of games, which he always I was. I understand that. Uh, the camera was most definitely on him well, over the years. And I understand that. But that's not the way it is with these, for lack of a better phrase, corporate owners. Art Modell had the camera on him, too. But magic, okay, Magic Johnson, I, I can promise you, if Josh Harris is walking on one side of the field and Magic Johnson is walking on the other side of the field, where do you think the cameras are going to be pointed? Maybe that's what Josh Harris wants. No, Josh Harris would probably like some of Magic Johnson's money. And yes, he might think it brings cachet, but I don't want Magic Johnson as the face of the Denver Broncos. Nor do I necessarily want an owner, but Magic Johnson is is so. You know what it's like. Isn't it possible though that maybe Magic is not the only name? He he might not. Be. I mean, for all we know, Josh Harris not only has Magic Johnson in his midst, but has Peyton Manning. There would be the face. Uh, I know there have been discussions between the two sides. I know there have been yeah. discussions 
between the two sides. I think, I think Peyton is also waiting to see which one is likely to win. I understand that yeah. he might be involved in more than a couple of groups. Yes. He might just be involved in whoever ends up winning. But he might not be involved with Walton. And that's where he probably wants to be involved more so than anything else. And I don't think it would hurt. You know what it's like? I don't think it would hurt Rob Walton to say, to say Peyton, you want to pay $40 million for 1%? Give me a great child actor. And then I know we need to hit a break. Give living me, or passed away? Um, living. or Passed away. It doesn't matter. All right. How about Gary Coleman? That's who I was going to name. Okay. Gary Coleman is associated with what? Different strokes. When you saw him in any other TV show or movie, you can't get it out of your head. This is the guy from Different Strokes. What you talking right? about, Willis? There you go. Well done. Kind of. It's the same thing with Magic Johnson. You cannot get it out of your head that this guy wears a Lakers uniform and he's standing in the owner's box at Dodger Stadium. You just can't separate the two. He's not Denver because he's been so typecast as an L.A. guy. Not a Flint, Michigan guy, an L.A. guy. And it's been that way since 1979, 1980. You just can't get away from it. So Magic Johnson's great. I don't think he's the type of celebrity that I want the cameras following. He's L.A. all the way. All the way. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? NHL playoffs means superstitions. Both athletes and fans have them. We'll talk about that a little bit after the break. Also, the Rockies and the Nationals, an absolute slugfest this afternoon. We'll talk about that game as well on the other side, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. Did my estate plan and my living will with him, and I could not be any happier. And I've been delaying this for such a long time. And once the process started, honestly, I could not wait to get it done because I'm thinking, man, what if something happens tomorrow and it's not finished? I don't want the courts deciding what's going to go on with you know any any of my finances. I don't want some doctor deciding what I would want to do if, God forbid, you know, I am on life support. Whether you are single, I would highly recommend you talk to Dan McKenzie. Even if you feel you don't have a lot of money, I would talk to Dan McKenzie. You need to protect yourself and protect the people around you. Go to McKenziefirm.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. 
Just in case you missed it, many athletes and fans have superstitions. Uh, Eric, you brought up Louis Domingue's eating uh, of spicy pork and broccoli before he came into the game in that second overtime Penn's for the goalie. Penguins. Yep. Uh, Domingue will start tonight as Casey DeSmith remains day-to-day with a lower body injury. Do you think he had any pressure from teammates to uh, have that spicy pork and broccoli again today? Oh, yeah. They probably brought it to him and handed it to him. They, they, yeah. they probably held him down and used a pair of pliers to open up his mouth, and they poured it in him. Yeah. You don't want it, you're eating it. <laughs> he probably had no problem with it because he probably thinks the same thing. I mean, it's uh, athletes are more superstitious than the population at large. Specifically baseball players. I think, yeah. Baseball probably All players are baseball players yeah. specific. And I'm not talking about Joe Rome. I like that reference. That's, that's something. <laughs> that is a good one. I love Major League. Thanks for just, humoring me. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, Colorado Rockies and Washington Nationals played an afternoon game today. Uh, I was I was hoping to watch some of it, but it was, I guess, a streaming-only game on YouTube or something like that. The Rockies ended up getting a win, 9-7. to seven. So lots of runs coming across the plate. They end up winning this series against Washington here at Coors Field after losing that first game 10-2. to two. How are you feeling about the Rockies after this series? Uh, getting back on the horse after the big loss in game one. Well, they got back on the horse. They end up finishing. Uh, uh, they, they end up going through this uh, recent uh, uh, run of home games here uh, with uh, a 5-1 and one record before they go back on the road and... Uh, what you're supposed to do against lousy teams. The Reds are lousy. The Nationals are lousy. Probably the uh, easiest homestand they're going to have all year. You should go 5-1. and one. Looking at this team from a swimming perspective, you're watching them tread water, and when they kick their legs hard, they move up higher, and then when they don't kick their legs, they move lower. And what we're looking for is when, hopefully not, the nose goes below the ocean line. But right now they are 15 and 10 and things are looking good because the best you can probably hope for with this team in the division they're in is playing around 500 ball and maybe possibly having some meaningful wild card potential games in August. I mean, I think the interesting thing is they are right now. The play, uh, if the playoffs started if today, the playoffs started today, they win. But. These are the run differentials of the other teams that would be in playoff spots. Plus 31, plus 41, plus 57, plus 20, plus 24, and then the Rockies are minus 9. That run differential usually is a leading... If you are above 500 but have a negative run differential, that is a that makes you a classic regression to the mean candidate. And that might very well be the case, but right now they're sitting number right. two in the wild card spot. Yep. What happened today and what happened yesterday and the day before is meaningless because it could all turn around in their next game. Mm-hmm. Maybe things go the other direction. By the way, everyone, Bottom in, the, line is, everyone the, in the NL West is above 500. Right. Or at least 500. I'm not surprised. The Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks are 13 and 13. The Padres yeah. run differential is plus 20. Rockies yeah. minus 9. Cards plus twenty four. Yeah, I just, San Francisco plus twenty four. Just went through all those. Right, but I'm giving the specific teams, the the teams that they are bunched with. But right now, the Rockies are in second. It doesn't matter what happened before because fifteen wins have been banked. Things could right. change around. We will see. 
That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention it's their sales staff that really makes the difference. Because when you make a purchase like that, listen, it's not an inexpensive purchase. You want to get what you want. You want to get what you need as well. And that's what they can help you with. You go to those big box stores, I'm telling you, it's totally different. Somebody who's going to be selling you a refrigerator is also going to be selling you a iPhone cable. And that's not the type of people you want to work with. You want to work with people where they specialize in this. They've been doing this for decades. They ask the right questions so you can get what you want. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Peyton Manning was asked about Russell Wilson's transition to Denver last night at the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame banquet. This audio is courtesy of the Denver Broncos. You'll hear what he said. And it was kind of an interesting take. I never thought of it that way, the way Manning presented it. You'll hear it next. 